everyone. This is Alexandra here at Alexandra's Talk, and I am back today to discuss something not only that I feel is super important um, as a topic, but it's a topic that I can truly relate to. Um, And it's also not the easiest um, for most people to talk about, including me. Um, So I wanted to take some time today to talk about relationships. And not just relationships, but the darker side of them, which is abuse. Um, So these two words, unfortunately, intertwine with one another often. And one affects the other. Many people have a past, right? And whether it's super difficult to discuss our pasts or not so difficult, most of us don't always feel like we can discuss that past, um, whether it's too hard for us to bring up or um, we just don't feel like talking about it because we don't want to be a burden. Um, And I also think that we as a society prefer to stay more positive um, and move forward rather than looking behind us. Um, And therefore, a lot of our dark thoughts and emotions often stay buried. um, And that's not necessarily a great way to cope with a lot of our problems. And um, I think that disclosing a lot of that dark information that we have um, buried in the back of our minds can certainly help improve a lot of our issues. And when we reach, you know, a certain undefined level in a lot of our relationships, and when I talk about relationships, I don't mean just romantic. Um, I also mean friendships, um, and family relationships, um, we feel like we can self-disclose certain information slowly but surely, um, as we get more comfortable with those people. And, um, I think that definitely helps. It doesn't always help, but it does. Um, but I have been curious, um, for a while, um, how does abuse affect our relationships. So when our dark past stays buried and we don't deal with them head on, how do these things that haunt us in the back of our minds make us act in our relationships? So I did some research. Of course, there's so many different factors that come into play with this question and this topic. Um, So I just wanted to talk a little bit about it, Um, but I wanted to talk about relationship satisfaction, um, a little bit about alcoholism, and also um, intimate partner violence. So first, I really wanted to discuss relationship satisfaction. Um, As everyone knows, that's probably extremely important. Being satisfied in your relationships is very important and it's in every relationship, so not just romantic, being happy with your friendships and with your family members, um, that's important and it's very hard to do all at the same time. But I 
think it is extremely difficult for someone who has experienced um, a lot of trauma in their past. So um, when I was doing research, I found a study by um, some researchers named Peterson, Pugh, Laux, and Schaefer. Um, And these researchers talked about childhood maltreatment. And when I say maltreatment, um, I'm talking about emotional um, abuse, physical abuse, um, sexual and verbal, and how that affects relationship satisfaction levels um, in a romantic relationship. So they took a look at women who had a history of childhood emotional abuse and found that um, that predicted their relationship satisfaction levels, which is so crazy, right? You know, um, having that dark and traumatic history can truly create problems with your satisfaction or levels of happiness um, in your relationships. Um, You know, you could have all these people in your life that aren't doing anything wrong at all. But if someone or you has those past experiences, they can have that empty feeling inside and start, you know, blaming the other people in their lives. So, um, there was another study by a researcher named Bran Gurahan, which I hope I said that right. Um, and this researcher took a look at alcoholism. And this was a very interesting um, uh, article for me because it really hit home. This is exactly what I grew up with um, my whole life, so I could really relate to everything that was discussed and what many children have to deal with. And um, the researcher basically talked about how everyone in a home with alcoholism are harmed by the experience. you know, all the ups and downs in a home of an alcoholic, the um, emotions that are involved, um, the support that, the lack of support basically that a child has. Um, There can be a lot of physical abuse um, and a lot of emotional abuse and verbal. So um, there are a lot of things that can harm a family with that. Um, and this can affect the normal development in children and therefore they develop these dysfunctional coping behaviors um, which goes into their adulthood and into their relationships um, and how they cope with all of their problems so if you go into a relationship with all of these dysfunctional coping behaviors instead of talking out your problems like most people would you start um, yelling or fighting or just being closed off and all of those things. Um, It also talks about how um, the combination of, you know, the family environment, uh, parental attachment, expressivity, and social support all impact the effects of parental alcoholism on the feelings of loneliness in adulthood. And these feelings of loneliness also affect people's relationship satisfaction later on in life. And so a lack of relationships put people at risk for being chronically lonely, which I thought this was 
very interesting as well because I haven't heard of the topic of being chronically lonely. I didn't necessarily think that was a thing. Um, However, it's extremely important if you think about it because there are huge side effects of being chronically lonely. There are personality disorders that one can um, get when they are chronically lonely, which we see that a lot in um, homeless people who are on their own on the streets. Um, And that is incredibly sad. And adaptation disorders such as alcohol abuse, loss of self-esteem, extreme anxiety, and stress. And so it's interesting that they mention alcohol abuse because um, these people are developing these disorders from experiencing, you know, watching their parents abuse alcohol. And so it seems like it just becomes a cycle that keeps happening within a family. Um, So another topic I also wanted to discuss is um, intimate partner violence. Um, So obviously parents have a huge influence on a child's development and who they become as adults. So studies have shown that witnessing intimate partner violence as a child can lead to negative effects in one's interpersonal relationships. So there was another study I found by, um, these people are named uh, Kaufman Parks, Damaris, Giordano, which again, I hope I got that name right, Manning, and Longmore. And um, they found that someone is more likely to participate in intimate partner violence if their romantic relationship included verbal aggression and if they had reported parent-child physical aggression. So that's very interesting. And they also found that if someone experienced abuse in childhood, so abuse meaning, you know, they could be hit with a closed fist or thrown against a wall, so physically or mentally, um, verbally, any, any kind of abuse, right? This, um abuse in childhood would significantly increase someone's tendency to enact in violence against a romantic partner later in life. So, again, with the whole cycle thing that I mentioned with alcoholism, um, if a parent is abusing their child and the child sees that, um, it seems that there is an increased likelihood that um, the child is going to grow up and it's going to affect the relationship in a way that they will um, possibly become violent with their romantic partner, at least is what a lot of this research is pointing to. And um, there was another study done by a researcher named Lamort, and uh, this research discussed how parents who were verbally aggressive toward children um, puts the children at risk of um, intimate partner violence later on in life. So this one kind of supports the last research that I was discussing. Um, So it's not even just 
physical aggression that this one is talking about, but being verbally um, aggressive or abusive towards their children. And these children can also cycle back into their later relationships and be um, violent or verbally aggressive. Um, The article talked about um, social cognitive theory, which um, I think is a very interesting theory. And for those of you who don't know what it is, um, basically it's when someone's knowledge is learned from watching or observing. Um, And social cognitive theory is important in a home dynamic because if a child watches their father, you know, mistreat their mother, for an example, um, such as verbal aggression, talking down or being physical, this child can learn exactly that. And from what this study shows, parents who are the same sex as their children can be the stronger, stronger, sorry, um, models for aggressive behavior. So that's also interesting. Um, so if the child who is watching their father, um, you know, abuse the mother, um, is a young boy, um, he will have a higher chance or tendency, um, of acting like this in his relationships as well. So I thought that was very, um, crazy, but also I guess it is, um, there's tons of research that backs that up. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit of that information with you guys because this is a very important topic to me. Um, I chose this as my research because, um, I wanted to see how it affects relationships because I've done a lot of work on myself and I think it's very important that people, when they have these dark shadows and darker things happen in their past, that they confront them no matter how anyone else makes them feel, whether they feel supported or not. um, There's always other people to talk to because you do truly drag these dark shadows into your relationships with people and it's very hard to um you know blame other people when they're not doing anything wrong so um yeah this is a very interesting topic and lots of research behind it um thank you for listening guys